2: correspondent Greg Clugston. At a briefing from Walter Reed Medical Center, Dr. Sean Dooley
3: pointed to the president's progress.
2: He has remained without fever uh, since Friday morning. His vital signs are stable.
3: The medical team acknowledged some ups and downs, including two instances when the president's blood oxygen levels dropped below 94 percent. But overall, Dr. Brian Garibaldi says Mr. Trump continues to improve. Our hope is that we can plan for a discharge as early as tomorrow to the White House where he can continue his treatment course. Greg Clugston
1: reporting.
2: Pakistani military officials say they killed two militants today in a shootout in the country's northwest, which was a former militant stronghold. A third one was arrested following the operation. This is SRN News. Hugh
0: Hewitt sees a confirmation of the next Supreme Court justice. No one is
1: questioning her abilities, her integrity, her temperament, and the like.
2: She's going to be
0: confirmed,
2: America. She's going to be confirmed. Uh, And that's going to be the story on this show from now until the time she is confirmed. And I'm sure Chairman Graham will get her through committee quickly. The
0: Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8, on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
4: Are you or a loved one a veteran? If so, we'd love to honor you and our country by inviting you on air to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. You can volunteer by calling 651-289-4418 And the daily pledge is made possible thanks to support from White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC. Just past 1 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities. Take a look at your forecast for today. Sunny skies and a high of 54. And we got Hour 1, Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network starting right now here on the Patriot.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network
1: and go launch sequence engineering go flight master control go flight studio engineer go flight we are go for launch in t-minus three two one we have liftoff
0: the northern alliance radio network is on the air live and local from the am 1280 the patriot studios in egan here is the closer brad
3: carlson AM-1280, The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Got to, uh, you know, while I'm uh, promoting tweeting via NarnShow, why don't I actually go to that hashtag so I'm not missing anything. (laughs) But uh, good Sunday morning. To you all Sunday afternoon, I should say. Glad to be back with you. Uh, Mitch and I switched up broadcasts last weekend. Uh, it's always fun to talk to Mitch's show on a, uh, on a Saturday, but uh, we're back in our normal time slots uh, this weekend. And a lot to get to uh, between now and Election Day. T minus 30, 30, 30 days until Election Day. Jason, have you voted yet? Are you doing that early voting thing or voting? No, I'm absentee? probably
4: going to vote
3: the day of. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I always vote the day of election day the only time i did not was the 2000 election uh because i was i was going to be on a business trip i was going to be out of town so i voted absentee mm. and uh that that election was quite memorable as <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if you remember right in fact i it's amazing to think back to that election for me because i was in uh i was at, up in bismarck north dakota on a business trip and tuesday night i was watching i was kind of watching the election returns with a half eye, half eye and the Timberwolves are playing in another channel. So it's like I was in and out. And it's amazing to think about the transformation in 20 years because back then it was like lukewarm interest. And, then, of course, I, was, I voted for George W. Bush and was hoping that he would win over Al Gore. And then I woke up the next morning and then I saw the electoral vote tallies. It said, like, Al Gore, 267, and G.W. Bush, 245. I'm like, oh, no, Bush lost. I'm like, wait, you need 270 to win. Well, what happened? And then I learned about they didn't call Florida. And, of course, we all know what ensued after that. Yeah, hopefully your ballot didn't go to Florida. No, no. I'm sure it didn't. Uh, You know, followed all the necessary protocols. But I am going to vote in person. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, the election cycle this show, Uh, particularly in the second hour, some key state races we're going to focus on. But in the first hour, we do want to uh, get to some national news. And, obviously, my plan coming in, Was to talk about the recap the debate. And I'd like to hear from you folks. 651 289 4488. That's the number to call. The first presidential debate between President Trump and his opponent Joe Biden took place this past Tuesday. And I was going to come in and recap that, kind of give my own perspective. I know Mitch and myself and Alpha News' Kyle Hooten, we had a special broadcast Tuesday night after the debate where we kind of went through a recap of what was going on. So, Really don't have a ton of new stuff to cover, but I imagine some of you folks did, maybe didn't tune in Tuesday, so I may reiterate some of the things I said Tuesday. But I'd like to hear from you, the listeners, what you thought. Uh, but that having been said, we obviously got a lead with the fact that the President of the United States and the First Lady tested positive for COVID-19 uh, on, I think it was announced, late Thursday night, early Friday morning. I remember uh, one of the president's top aides, Hope Hicks. I got a ping on my phone, I think, Thursday afternoon saying, Hope Hicks, top aide to the president, tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, you know, there's been a lot of people very close to the president who have tested positive for coronavirus. How much longer can he continue to dodge that bullet? I remember my wife and I were talking about this Thursday evening. We wondered aloud, how much longer can he get away with not getting COVID? Well, not for much longer, as it turned out. It was within a matter of hours. This is from uh, FoxNews.com. President Trump announced early Friday that both he and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for COVID-19 and will quarantine at the White House, sending shockwaves through the political universe and igniting an outpouring of support for the family. Both the President and the First Lady are experiencing mild symptoms of the novel novel coronavirus, the White House said. As all of you know, the President and the First Lady tested positive for COVID-19. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows told reporters... At the White House Friday, they remain in good spirits. Uh, The president does have mild symptoms, and as we look to try to make sure that not only his health and safety and welfare is good, we continue to look at that for all of the American people, Meadows continued, adding that he is not only in good spirits but very energetic. And there have been a couple updates uh, over the weekend. uh, uh, Doctors uh, at uh, Walter Reed, where the president was transferred, I believe, on Friday, uh, gave an update, said the president is doing well. Well, as a standard fare, with pretty much everything surrounding this White House, there was a lot of chaos and multiple and conflicting sources of information going on about the president's condition. Uh, Mark Meadows, who I just quoted in the initial story, uh, contrad- contradicted one of the doctor's uh, statements. Uh, White House physician Sean Conley. Yesterday morning, and I watched this live, said that the president is doing very well. That was his exact quote. The president's doing very well. And he's not on oxygen today, he hasn't been on oxygen in the past couple days, then he did he, he did concede, well, we did put him on supplemental oxygen on Friday just as a precaution, not that he was needing it. Well, then you have Mark Meadows, again the chief of staff, saying, Well, there, you know, the president's condition, it was it was pretty concerning. Now, when you use a quote like that, it was concerning. That doesn't tell me that the president's doing very well or that he has always been doing very well. And again, this is this is what happens with uh, with the White House. And, and you get a lot of the I know we like to bag on the White House uh, uh, correspondence, you know, from the different TV stations about how insufferable they can be. But in this case, I have to say that some of them have a valid point that you're getting all of these sources of information, none of them are the same, they're all conflicting, and you don't know what to take at face value. And for those who think this, by the way, this is unique to the Trump White House, I'd I'd tell you to go YouTube some of Jay Carney's greatest hits as Obama's press secretary. Yeah, left a lot to be desired. So to say that this is unique to the Trump administration is being dishonest. And if these reporters were honest, they would say the same thing. But to be fair... They aren't covering the Obama White House anymore. They're covering the Trump White House. So, to be fair. So, as it turns out, the president's levels, oxygen levels, blood oxygen levels, dipped below 94%. But as of this morning, Dr. Connolly, with an, with another press briefing with he and the other attending physicians, said it's up to 98%, and he's doing well. And uh, here's a quote that uh, Dr. Connolly had. Uh, or excuse me, this is from uh, Dr. Brian Garibaldi. Uh, the president has been up and around. Our plan today is to have him eat uh, and drink, be up out of bed. Uh, this is again from Di- Dr. Brian Garibaldi, a member of Trump's medical team. If he continues to look and feel as well as he does today, our hope is to plan for a discharge as early as tomorrow to the White House where he can continue his treatment course. Standing outside Walter Reed National Military Medical Center where Trump is being treated for COVID-19, the doctors also said the commander-in-chief experienced two episodes in which his oxygen levels dropped and were countered with drug therapy and supplemental oxygen. Thursday night into Friday morning, when I left the bedside, the president was doing well with only mild symptoms and his oxygen was in the high 90s, Dr. Sean Conley told reporters. Friday morning, when I returned to the bedside, the president had a high fever and his oxygen saturation was transiently dipping below 94%. So, okay, this was Friday. But on Saturday, he said the president is doing very well. And multiple reporters asked, has he ever had to be on oxygen? And, the, and Dr. Connolly was very careful to say he hasn't been on oxygen today. And they say, well, so by your response to that question, can we assume he's been on oxygen previously? And he said he's not been on oxygen today. So, look, this is the president of the United States. There has to be transparency here. I know it may not always be the best news. I I know it may even be uncomfortable. But you can't resort to these kind of secrecy tactics surrounding the president's health. Because there is an election in 30 days. And like it or not, the American people have to make a decision now again i've been predicting that joe biden will probably defeat president trump i predicted that before last tuesday's debate and before the president contracted covid but now there are some people who are uneasy about vote, who were uneasy about voting for trump now if the, in light of this they're they're going to have to wonder aloud well why would we want to vote for him if we don't even know how his health is or how his health is progressing Now, the comeback is, well, we never get anything on Joe Biden. Joe Biden's camp has never asked about his health. I mean, he's constantly putting a lid on his campaign activities by 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. He's done that like 10 days out of the past 2025. So isn't it fair game to ask about Joe Biden's health? Yeah, of course it is. And if the lack of transparency continues on Joe Biden's side, well, then the American people are going to have to decide if that's a deal breaker for, for him as well. So I. A few thoughts regarding this. Uh, number one, this isn't entirely surprising when you consider that Trump has continued to hold campaign rallies, uh, albeit outdoors, uh, among hundred, hundreds of people crushed together, typically in airport hangar-type settings. You know, he'll land at an airport, come off the tarmac, podium is right there, and people are in a airport hangar. Granted, it's still outdoors, but they're crushed together. And uh, But the relative good news here is that the president is tested frequently and was likely to be tested before Tuesday's debate. So uh when they when he was finally tested positive, they likely caught this as early as humanly possible. And if he is indeed enduring mild symptoms, although there were some concerning episodes, like has been noted, you know, he should fully recover within the full two week time frame. Say he's discharged tomorrow, well he's just gonna quarantine inside the White House. Uh but this also underscores the perception that the administration hasn't been taking this as seriously as they should. And again, this was Trump's own quote that was given to Bob Woodward about when the coronavirus first came here, COVID-19, that he was initially trying to downplay it because he didn't want to create panic. Well, that kind of flies in the face of a lot of, of lot of the things that the president does because he is more than willing to talk about what a borderline apocalypse this country would be if joe biden got elected or if certain other things didn't happen okay so this doesn't seem to be in his nature to want to you know prevent panic if he wants to prevent panic it would be something as that would be beneficial to him he could see that well if we have to lock down the country and people have to shelter in place because of this coronavirus well that's going to hamper businesses and guess what this crown jewel that's of his of his administration, which is the economy, is going to take a serious hit. And he knows that that's tied to his reelection prospects.
4: Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I was going to go back to talking about just exactly what the condition of the president is as he's going through covid, Um, whether he is dealing with severe symptoms or not. I'm kind of not surprised by this just because we've seen this type of posturing from presidents before. Uh, Woodrow Wilson did this during the Spanish flu. He contracted it, but it was not known to the public that he did have it because they wanted the uh they they didn't want the image of the president to potentially sure. um uh lose its i guess power, even though that's not right the word either way um we had obviously f d r with his wheelchair um as another example and no, no um,
3: television back in those days so, true yeah you true could, you could you could you didn't have to be as right, transparent right yeah. but
4: there there's still this idea that you wanted to posture the president in a way that Makes them look healthy, makes them look like they're in total control and makes right. them look like they're just overall in positive health. So I'm I'm not surprised if we don't hear much, but still, we we just need some clarifications on a few things.
3: Yeah. And again, if he's discharged tomorrow, I mean, that is a that is right. a, that is a serious step forward yep. because you, you can't. But but here's the thing. You, that that's, that's the one thing. Of, that's the one risk you take, say, well, we're, we hope to discharge him as early as tomorrow. If he's not discharged tomorrow, then people are going to start to wonder. Let the speculation begin. Yeah, So we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this. And we'll take your phone calls, too, at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at uh, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
0: Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide.
6: Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com, Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com.
4: Land of 10,000 lakes has an ice ring to it, but actually Minnesota has more than 11,800 lakes. But who's counting?
1: Well, there's Ann Lake, Balsam Lake, Cass Lake, Detroit Lake, Eagle Lake, Fox Lake, Gull Lake, Hidden Lake, Adam Lake, John Lake, Craze Lake, Lean Lake.
4: But if water isn't your thing, Minnesota is also home to amazing hiking, biking, and more. Find
1: your true north. Visit exploreminnesota.com. or Lake, Rainy Lake, Silver Lake, Toad Lake, U.S. Lock and Dan Pool, 5A. Moss Lake.
0: instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 775 4514 That's 800-775-4514.
3: Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality. Visit AmericanPressure.com.
0: AM-1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio
3: mobile app. Welcome back. AM-1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call You can also weigh in via Twitter Hashtag NARN show Hashtag NARN show For any comments or questions Yeah, we're closing out Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming for the weekend You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on her sister station AM 1440 The Businessman It's the King Banyan show Saturdays 9 to 11 a.m. For what I believe is The upper Midwest oh, Dare I say the country's Most informative Comprehensive show on economics Yeah, I'm going there and my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. And by the way, speaking of Mitch Berg, he and myself, along with Alpha News' Kyle Hooten, will be conducting a special broadcast this Wednesday evening, which will be October 7th, immediately following the vice presidential debate, which will be carried live on our airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. Yes, Vice President Mike Pence and... Joe Biden's running mate Kamala Harris will be squaring off in a debate. Typically, vice presidential debates don't get a lot of play. It's kind of a cursory debate. Get a look at the running mates. Okay, fine. But this one is carrying a little extra significance because, of course, with the current president having COVID and his recovery unknown, right now he's doing fine. But, you know, as we saw yesterday and the day before, things have a tendency to take a dip. This is a very unpredictable virus. Uh, Mike Mike Pence could assume some presidential duties. You never know. And then uh, a, a good number of Americans polled do not believe Joe Biden, if he were elected, would be able to complete one term. So, therefore, Kamala Harris would be elevated to president. So I'm just saying this vice presidential debate will have more significance and more intrigue attached to it than many that I can think of.
4: I, I'm just saying, and all I'm hoping for is just for a little bit of better temperament during
3: this debate. I think you'll get that. Both I think the, I will too. Yeah, thankfully. Mike Pence is is pretty even keeled. Of course, he's going to get a lot of chiding of about how he doesn't like to be alone with women who are not his wife. So good thing a moderator is there, you know that sort of thing. I mean, by the way, who is the moderator? Uh, do we know? I do not. I do not know. Has it even been announced yet? I'm sure it has. Okay. I just don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter, I guess, because I guess the, the there is a the moderator scheduled to do the second presidential debate used to intern for Joe Biden. So, yeah, it, it, it matters if it's someone that has a close relationship with either candidate. But that I don't know. This will be this will hold, I, I think, more intrigue than the uh, Mike Pence, Tim Kaine debate that took place uh, back in uh, 2016. Uh Stephen Miller, not, not the one who works for the Trump administration, he goes by Red Stees on Twitter. Uh he had probably one of my favorite all time tweets when uh when concerning the uh the vice presidential debate. He says, This debate reminds me of two sexually repressed suburban husbands who are losing to their wives, who are frustrated by losing to their wives at Pictionary. <laughs> So (laughs) I didn't watch uh, that debate between Pence and Cain because I just wasn't interested and wasn't going to change my vote. But, yeah, this debate, that's going to hold some special intrigue. And, again, that's a nice segue, again, talking about uh, Trump and uh, contracting COVID-19. You know, again, his approval ratings regarding his response to the pandemic have been underwater for some time. So his contracting the virus certainly is not going to help his electoral prospects. Um, And this may also somewhat vindicate Joe Biden, his opponent, obviously, uh, who has been knocking off campaign activities early for several days this past month. So there's no doubt the Biden camp, if they haven't already, is going to spin this as Biden merely being cautious, given we're so close to November 3rd. And particularly in light of Trump's diagnosis. And and don't think that was an accident, that Joe Biden, it was an appearance at Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, either yesterday or Friday, that Joe Biden, he spoke outdoors, Grand Rapids, Michigan, at a podium, wore a mask the whole time. Now, typically when you're outdoors and you're properly physically distanced, you don't have to wear a mask. But that was very symbolic Biden wore a mask the entire time he was talking at this Grand Rapids rally, and he also put out kind of a PSA tweet, public service announcement tweet, saying, "Folks, wear a mask. This isn't political. This will help mitigate stuff, uh, control the spread, dah, 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 all that, all that sort of thing." So, while Biden is saying he's he's not playing all of the negative ads against Trump, he definitely is taking political advantage of the president's COVID diagnosis without appearing to be incredibly negative. And as a matter of fact, Biden put another lid on his campaign activities at uh, 930 Eastern this morning. So, again, uh, this this is all playing into the Biden camp's favor. Plus, you had the president Tuesday night making fun of Biden, saying, oh, you know, look at you. You're outdoors and you wear this big mask that practically covers every square inch of your face while people are hundreds of yards away or you're in an empty parking lot. You know, the president kind of chided him on that, and then two, three days later, the president gets COVID. So I'm just saying it uh, was not a good look all around uh, for the president. I thought, uh, and again, I'll get to debate talk probably the next segment, but I thought the president handled himself pretty well when asked about COVID. But again, then when he kind of chided Joe Biden for wearing a mask everywhere, yeah, that ended up kind of coming back to Biden. We do have a phone call that we want to get to on line one. Tracy is in St. Louis Park. Hey, Tracy, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead.
5: Hi, thanks for taking my phone call. You bet. Um, okay, I, I. this is a theory. Um, this scenario uh, we're in creates a perfect storm, so to speak. And um, do you know how easy it would be to find someone who has COVID-19 and pay that person off to infect or spit into a bottle or a vial. Um, I wouldn't put it past anyone these days. The Dems have too much baggage on the table right now with uh, the AG Barr investigation and the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Amy Comey, Comey? Barrett, yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and with the voter fraud and all that stuff. I mean, I just think it's a factor. You know, people think, oh, conspiracy or whatever. But really, I mean... I wouldn't put it past someone to do that.
3: Yeah, thanks and for the I, call. I hope... Yeah, thanks for the call, Tracy. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not big into conspiracy theories, and that one's a little far-fetched for the simple reason that when you have high-powered people like the president and the vice president and leadership within the United States Senate, you know, under constant security and whatnot, um, it would be really hard to get that close to them. But if you look at the timeline, I mean, you look three prominent senators, Senators Lee, Johnson, and Tillis, all of whom are going to vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett, them all of a sudden being not available for confirmation hearings, that they're going to have to push off from October 12th to October 19th, the start of them anyways. Yeah, that, that that's convenient for the Democrats, no, no question. But how someone would be able to infect one person that would in turn infect everybody else, uh, I think you have to... Let's be honest. You have to look at the carelessness of how some of these people operate. I mean, it's one thing when you're outdoors and you're not wearing a mask. As long as you're physically distanced, you're in good shape. But the problem is they're taking that false sense of security and going to indoor venues and indoor campaign events. And I'm sorry, Uh, some of these people just behaved recklessly. They did, and they're still in the process of doing the contact contact tracing to kind of determine where this initially came from and how it was initially contracted by, you know, say one person and one person being in contact with all of the other people. You know, I make Ronna McDaniel, the head of the Republican national committee, Kelly uh, Kellyanne Conway and Hope Hicks, who both work in the Trump administration, again, three Republican senators, uh, former governor, Chris Christie of New Jersey, all were at the white house Rose garden a week ago yesterday for the Amy Coney Barrett uh, nomination announcement. So, Again, all it takes is one person having contracted it. Now, I, I I don't want to dismiss Tracy what Tracy was saying because there were plenty of progressives when COVID first came out that jokingly, tongue in cheek, nudge nudge, wink, wink, boy, if I ever got COVID, I would attempt I would attend every mega rally I possibly could. You know, the insinuation being trying to get all Trump supporters, maybe Trump himself sick. So I'm not big into conspiracy theories, but I can't be completely dismissive of somebody having a n ne- kind of a nefarious motive, because blue check marks on Twitter flat out said this: that if they ever got COVID, they would attempt a Trump attend a Trump rally if they so desired. I don't believe that's what happened here, but again, uh, I don't know if they've effectively contact traced to where this originated, but. Uh, As as we're finding out, there's just a lot of different conflicting sources of information. How it came about, we shall see. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
5: Diamond and Silk, and we have a new book coming out called Uprising. The Awakening of Diamond and Silk. It's about how we overcame poverty and hardship by not letting anyone else define who we are, what we can do, or who we are supposed to vote for. And guess what? You can do it too. That's right. And we want you to hear our personal story for
1: the first time.
0: Uprising, the new book by Diamond and Silk. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold.
1: I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet, but I'll confess my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand behind ride along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our faith and family mortgage team, We're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We our United Faith Mortgage.
6: United Faith Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Twenty Five Park Road, New York. Licensed mortgage banker for all licensing information. Go to Consumer Access Corporate animalist number thirteen thirty. Equal housing lender. i licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or you.
1: Hi, John Witscho here. As the owner of Advantage Autoglass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Autoglass. Advantage number three: We're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. Advantage number four. We have an a rating from the Better Business Bureau, and that's hard to achieve. Advantage number five, we use only the highest quality parts and adhesives. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you could schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com
2: I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature. But everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on
0: this
3: station. Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag Narn show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Want to get to another phone call? While we can, line one, Laura from right here in Egan. Laura, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead.
5: Uh, great. Um, I wanted to comment a little bit on conspiracy theory. You know, Trump had a really bad week last week. Um, he paid $200, $750 in taxes. Um, in he addition actually what did is not pay. deny uh, white supremacists. And um, the polls, and, and his, his support, his behavior was unpresidential during the debate. Um, you know, new polls show that he's way down now, uh, 10, 15 points after that performance. So, could there be a conspiracy that all this COVID is something to um, change the game? I mean, he's good at distraction. I actually don't necessarily believe that conspiracy theory, but uh, and actually, I really want to go back to "United We Stand," um, and I am a Biden supporter, obviously. But sure. but it, you know, I think it's important to uh, to kind of put the politics in the week in context. And you know, it is sad that um, as a country, we weren't able to come together on this COVID, and, and it's bizarre. The the drama around the mask it was just basically bizarre.
3: Thanks for the call, Laura. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you. That's something I've been saying since day one. Why this has been politicized, I'll, I'll never know. And yeah, obviously the, the the Donald Trump is president, and he was primarily responsible for the politicization, specifically what came out in the Woodward book. Uh, but his health uh, coronavirus task force, specifically doctors Fauci and Burks have said that he has followed their directive pretty much from day one. I mean, he wanted to reopen the economy in mid-April, and they told him flat out, Mr. President, that's way too soon, and he backed off of that uh, of that desire. Um, and, and a lot of false chanting points that Laura put forth there as well. The president has, I mean, the videos are all over the Internet if you really want to find him. Uh, he has denounced white supremacy ad nauseum. Now, why he didn't hit back at the... Uh, but find people on both sides, narrative, false narrative that's been put out there. Yeah, that was an unforced error in his part, and he should have done better at that. No no doubt about it. Um, but like with Tracy's call, when I say I reject conspiracy theories, I reject this one as well. The president has coronavirus. Whether you want to say that he's going to use it to his political advantage, some people say he's going to play a victim now, whatever. But I will say that the president was at the war room in Walter Reed because Walter Reed being a military hospital of high promin- if prominently – Prominent officials go there. They have a war room where they can continue to work. And the president put out a video about a four-minute-long video on Twitter, and it was pretty much universally praised as if to say, you know what? If the president fully recovers from this virus in a couple weeks, that means there's two weeks left in the election, and he strikes the same tone, which was gracious and humble, even a little funny. He, he, he made a joke about there, you know, Melania, she's just a teeny bit younger than me, you know, so she might be able to recover a little faster, you know. Um, if he strikes that tone with two weeks left in the campaign, I'm just saying, who knows? Uh, but to Laura's point, I don't look at it as a conspiracy. I look at it as he may be able to use it uh, to his advantage because all of a sudden, to Laura's point, what are they not talking about? They're not talking about his taxes, which, again, people are misconstruing. He prepaid millions. The $750 was the amount he owed in addition to what he has prepaid. So that's a false narrative. People, get your facts straight. Please, if you're going to call here, get your facts straight. I beg of you. The denouncing white supremacy, again, it's done it every single time. It's getting to the point where it's becoming one of these media traps that he just doesn't want to play that game anymore. Again, it was an unforced error. When Chris Wallace asked the question about, you know, fine people on both sides, it was easy to debunk and he didn't do it. That's on Trump. But this idea that he doesn't denounce white supremacy or hasn't is, is false.
4: And I would agree with you. He, he actually has said it. He um, even said it after the whole Charlottesville stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have to ask, how come he didn't say it during the debate? Why I, didn't you just good say question. it?
3: That that's that's I, I remember Mitch and Kyle and myself and Lee Michaels and, and John Berg. We were all sitting at this conference table out here watching the debate and we we basically said the same thing, Mr. President, this is easy to debunk. Why are you getting distracted? Well, this is Donald Trump. He gets easily distracted by uh, you know these are basically questions where he can knock them out of the park, they're hanging curveballs, and he just lets it go by. I don't get it. But that's who he is. He's easily distracted. So yeah, it was an unforced error and but again to Laura's point, the the he did have a bad week this past week. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that the debate necessarily reflected on him as poorly. I mean, Laura being in the in the tank for Biden, obviously she's gonna she's got her own bias going on. But let's uh I, I'm glad she brought that up because let's segue into some of the things that Biden said that were to be charitable, factually dubious. First one was there was uh, Multiple points that Biden made that were either conspiracy theories that the media pushed and Chris Wallace didn't hit back on Now, Chris Wallace. Yeah, he has a bias. But I will say this. Chris Wallace asked Biden some tough questions. And there were many times sitting at that table where I said, OK, Mr. President, be quiet. Joe Biden will not be able to adequately answer this question. Be quiet. And he, he just couldn't do it. But let's look at a couple. First of all, the Russian bounties. He talk about he talks about the bounties that Russians paid to warlords in Afghanistan to take out U.S. troops. Uh, there's no evidence they ever existed. That came from an unnamed source of the New York Times, and it was rejected by a military investigation. And by the way, kudos to Drew Holden on Twitter. Follow him at Drew Holden360 on Twitter. Uh, he puts together some of the most informative threads you'll find out there. Another one, the good people on both sides lie. We've pointed that out multiple times. It's out there. A compilation videos are out there where he's denounced white supremacy, denounced the endorsement of David Duke, of his campaign, all of that. And by the way, um, you Biden supporters, why did Joe Biden speak at the funeral of Robert Byrd back in 2010? Robert Byrd, former West Virginia senator and, oh, yeah, former Grand Wizard of the KKK who Joe Biden called a mentor? For his Senate career, why is it, Why do y'all never? Have, why do y'all not have a problem with that? I'm genuinely curious. Uh, another one was that uh, it was said that Trump did not push uh, President Z of China on investigating what happened in Wuhan uh, regarding COVID. Well, that's not true. The New York Times, not exactly a conservative bastion, came out and said that Trump officials uh, were said to press spies to link virus and Wuhan labs. So, yeah, they did an investigation. There's no question about it. Uh, the idea that Antifa doesn't exist as an organization. Where Joe Biden may say, well, Antifa, that's just an idea. What? Um, those ideas have been lighting up neighborhoods and downtowns in, like, Portland, Seattle, Kenosha, Wisconsin, even here in Minneapolis. And the Anti-Defami- Anti-Defamation League's uh, definition Rejects that, yeah. anti anti absolutely does exist. Uh, let's see another one here. Oh yeah, the idea that his son Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. Um, we should have a lot more uh, charity towards someone dealing with an addiction. But the idea that he hasn't done anything wrong is simply not true. I mean, again, just use a simple uh, Google search. And there was also Trump's comments. You know, and by the way, Joe Biden got very emotional talking about his late son, Bo Biden, who served in Iraq. And some people saying were saying that Trump called Bo Biden a failure. No, he was referring to Hunter Biden. The only thing he ever said about Bo Biden was said, well, I don't know, Bo. I've never met Bo. Right? He didn't go after Bo Biden's military service. Bo Biden served, I believe, in Iraq or Afghanistan, one of the two. And Joe Biden took exception to the uh, comments, alleged comments Trump made about the military, calling them losers and whatever else. Well, 21 people have gone on the record. And even in many of these people who didn't like Trump, John Bolton, who wrote a whole book about how inept Trump was, even went on the record saying not didn't happen in front of me. And I was with him that day that this was allegedly said didn't happen. So you want to go after Trump for his actions at the debate? That's fair game, because I, I can't I can't. Uh, Sanction the president's behavior, constantly shouting and interrupting over Joe Biden, throwing in non sequiturs, throwing in Hunter Biden, which was a non sequitur. There was opportunities to inject it, and in that would have been more relevant, but not in the middle of uh, of a question. That had nothing to do with Russia or the military or or whatever else. It's not relevant. That that's fair game. But if you're going to do that, don't come don't come here and tell me that Joe Biden was pristine. And by the way, you don't like the president's tactics, the interrupting, the scoffing during his opponents answering a question. That's just a general breach of etiquette. I agree with you 100 percent. Go back and YouTube the 2012 vice presidential debate between Joe Biden and Paul Ryan. And then get back to me and try to tell me how that's appropriate. Because the same people who are saying, well, Joe Biden, boy, he proves his superiority over that little imp Paul Ryan. You know, that, that little pretty boy Paul Ryan. You know, they showed what a bare knuckle brawler can do. All right. So so I hate to break to you, but Joe Biden was Trump before Trump. And the only thing I'm really going to
4: give Biden credit for during that debate Is how he addressed the American people compared to Trump. He looked in the camera, made it seem like he was talking to you at home and he established that connection. But otherwise, I kind of agree with you. I mean, say if it weren't Trump on the other side, if it was somebody a little, you know, I guess more tame, I still think Biden would still had probably the same kind of reactions that he did. Uh, No matter who he was opposite of the podium of. I mean, obviously, Trump, uh, you know, he puts fuel on the fire and he's only going to make things worse. Um, But if I have to give Biden just a little bit of credit and he doesn't deserve a ton, he did address the American people literally in a better sense than I thought Donald did.
3: And again, the problem is uh, that's that's the president to you, sir. You don't call him Donald. Show some respect. I'm too late. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, My point is, is that the one thing that I talked about, was and oh by the way another thing that that wasn't brought up, uh, they were talking about Biden's uh, green energy plan, you know to address climate change, and Chris Wallace read it off, and Donald Trump said, well Chris, it's not accurate. You're talking maybe a couple trillion, the Green New Deal is like a hundred trillion, and Biden says, well yeah, the Green New Deal is not my thing. Well on his campaign website, Joe Biden talks about how he feels the Green New Deal is sufficient and. Preferable to address climate change. So I'm just saying there were a lot of things to hit Biden on. I get it. Trump says crazy things. He's more of the ready, uh, fire, aim speaking strategy. You know, people say he actively lies. I would argue that he just says the first thing that comes to his mind and doesn't think about whether it's accurate or not, which I would argue is worse. Okay. But again, if you're just going to let Biden off scot free, you're not being intellectually honest. You're just not. And again, this is, if this is your preferred candidate for president, Joe Biden, that's great. But you have to ask yourself if he covered himself in glory in this debate. And yeah, he was able to remain upright. He didn't need to take three bathroom breaks like he probably preferred. Okay, And that was the thing I kept warning about. You're setting the Trump campaign. You're setting the expectations way too low. You're setting him to the point that if he doesn't, that if he doesn't soil himself and stays awake, that'll be a successful debate. These are the expectations the Trump camp is setting, okay? They're not the most savvy political strategists because they haven't been politics that long, but that that just seems to be a, a lot of opportunities missed, that's for sure. So tell you what, we'll come back with one final segment this hour. It's me, Brad Carlson. And available to take your phone calls. Yeah, if you'd like to weigh in on the debate, give me your thoughts, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narnshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
5: Look at all these options.
0: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com.
7: We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in
0: session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot.
6: Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com, Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com.
0: Arby's computer Service!
7: you and your business are online today more than ever most people are working from home and meeting via internet and that means it structures are overtaxed and wi-fi is humming an outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation RB's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by, prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give RB's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With RB's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own. Whether it's for your personal system or business, RB's Computer Service knows that internet traffic is surging and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive. Competitive pricing trustworthy advice and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at RB's computer,
0: computer, computer Service
5: In a lawsuit a little extra liability protection can go a long way Call Pamela McCarthy agent at the Pam
4: McCarthy Agency Inc A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies And it's affordable.
7: For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651 460 3333.
0: American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
3: Was that a complaint, by the way? No, just a quick comment.
4: Okay. Yep. That's fair. Just somebody supporting the president throughout this tumultuous
3: time. We appreciate that. I'm sure the president's campaign appreciates that. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Ever seen the video for this song, by the way? been a very, very, very long time, Yeah, like since
4: I was a teenager, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Okay. It's a good video. I do remember it, though. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. a good video. Mm-hmm. Him helping out in, like, the yard, pushing the lawnmower. That's all I'm going to say about yeah, it. Was, that's, yeah,
3: that's <laughs> pretty Stacy's mom. She's got it going on. Yeah, she thinks she don't. <laughs> hey, where are we, what are we talking about here? Hey, one final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Um, I was hoping to get some calls. To kind of avoid talking about our twins, oh, I, really, uh, I really, I really was hoping, but you um, could
4: talk football, but you don't want to do that. No, yet. no, I mean you don't want to know the status of the game. That's a lost cause. So, well, yeah, when you're zero three, but
3: um, well, I, you know, I, I just, I said many times this past week, I, I, I just, I just would throw my hands up and say, I'm out of words. I, I don't <laughs> get this. I don't Eight, 18 consecutive postseason <laughs> losses. I mean, it's one thing. When you've lost multiple series in a row sure like it's been it's been six series and one game, you know, mm-hmm. like the wild card game in twenty seventeen they lost the Yankees mm-hmm. It's one thing to lose several consecutive series, but to not even win one game in like best of five series mm-hmm. that's just hard to do it's it's hard to do i I don't get it here here's my thing. Of all the series they've lost, I will concede that they, the, the team that typically, it's mostly been the Yankees. Your guess is here. I'm going to go. Okay. The way. Yankees have uh, been their opponent. They were their opponent in 2004. That started the streak, by the way. The Twins won game one in the, uh, in the 2004 division series. And then the Twins lost the next three and that started the streak. You know, it was the Yankees in O four, O nine, twenty ten, 2010, uh, the twenty seventeen wild card game and then the twenty nineteen uh division series. The Yankees were a superior team to the twins I would I would argue all those years. Twenty ten they were about on equal footing, but the twins had a slight advantage because they got home field. The only series they should have absolutely won was two thousand six. Twins finished with ninety six wins, won the division on the last weekend, and um ended up going into the division series against Oakland. And they were a better team than Oakland and yet never led once. Not only did they lose in three straight, obviously, they never led once in any of the games at all. So I'm out of answers because you're talking since 2004. That's a span of 16 years they've lost these 18 postseason games they've had. They're on their third field manager. Obviously, their roster is completely turned over multiple times. Uh, The front office is completely different. Okay, you've got a good, young, innovative front office who I like a lot and have made some terrific moves coming into the season, but then COVID kind of threw a monkey wrench into the season, so we really don't know how good it could have been. And there have been a lot of injuries to key stars, key players. I mean, Justin Morno missed the 9 in 2010 uh, Division Series. The Twins have been pretty much without Byron Buxton, who has been a, a, a key player – in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, Josh Donaldson wasn't available this series. So I would argue in 06 against Oakland and in this series against Houston, the Twins were the better team. Um but to not even win one game. I I I don't have an X ex- what someone calculated the odds. I don't know how they came about it. But when the Twins lost in game two of the O four division series to the Yankees, that was the first of eighteen consecutive losses. They said the odds of losing Eight that starting an eighteen game losing streak was like one in twenty eight thousand, yeah, I don't know how somebody calculates those odds.
4: I saw even a bigger one, and again, I don't know how you calculate this like apparently, like all the futility added up for what the twins have gone through these last sixteen years is like one out of sixty nine billion somehow. Twins daily reported that. I don't know how Jeez. they came up with it, but it was it was their headline um yeah i don't know how i mean you can't lose 18 straight baseball games in a regular season yeah I that mean, doesn't happen
3: i remember the baltimore Orioles started the 1988 season 0 and 21 oh wow. i remember that oh, wow. vividly yeah oh, i wow. remember that vividly mm-hmm. and i remember thinking how how does that and the twins are a division series sweep away from equaling that um and but, i've been pretty uh, much a big
4: sports fan since around 2005 or so that's when i really started carrying and When I say this out loud, it just makes me so sad. I have experienced in my sports fandom more Minnesota Timberwolves playoff victories than I have Minnesota Twins. And the Twins have been a much more successful franchise than the Timberwolves have since I started carrying. Right. It's just insane.
3: Yeah, and I think, again... Rocco Baldelli made some questionable moves, and his managing style is starting to be called into question a little bit more I often. wanted
4: to throw a brick at the TV when he took Brios out. Yeah,
3: I, I don't understand that. I get that it's more of a bullpen era where starters rarely finish a game, but when you're rolling along after five innings, there's no reason for that, especially after you use four or five relief pitchers the day before. So, um, you know, again, Falvey and Levine strike me as not having as much patience as say Terry Ryan, you know, did with Gardy all those years. So if if they have a season like that again next year where he's you know, again, you could hide a lot of those over a hundred and sixty two game season. Mm-hmm. But in a short series like that, and what really grind yeah sound like Peter Griffin, you know what really grinds my kids? <laughs> what really infuriates me is Carlos Correa. Kind of doing the victory lap. <laughs> oh, where are it's the not, where are not, the haters now? They, they they we're still here. Where are the haters? Yeah. Uh they're still here, Carlos. Yeah, go Oakland. Yeah, they're uh, still here. Don't worry about that. That doesn't you know that doesn't excuse the fact you cheated. No, you're hated because you cheated.
4: Yeah. That isn't going away. So good luck with that. Yeah, Brad. They owe this to us, the fans, to fix this next year. They owe they owe it to us to break this streak.
3: Not going to take it anymore. Yeah. So where's Twisted Sister when we need it? Hey, folks, our number one of the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance, Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back in a few. Go nowhere. Open all the doors and let you out into
0: the world. Closing time. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. 430 8761 That's 800-430-8761.
5: Across America, the Billboard
2: people. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor?
7: let
2: personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need more hair.com at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need more hair.com hey
5: am